The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Schizophrenia Community Radio. By listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio, you'll be joining, supporting, and gaining strength from the schizophrenia community. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Welcome to episode 19 of Schizophrenia Community Radio. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from practice. Our topic today is healing and empowerment in schizophrenia through creative endeavor. Schizophrenia is a serious mental illness associated with psychotic symptoms which create difficulties maintaining contact with reality, high-risk behaviors in some individuals. Schizophrenia affects men and women with equal frequency. Schizophrenia may interfere with the ability to think clearly, manage emotions, make decisions, and in relating to others. And schizophrenia is still associated with stigmatization, discrimination, and abuse. Now, all of this and more is why our topic, healing and empowerment in schizophrenia through creative endeavor, is so important for the schizophrenia community and the mental health community generally. To discuss it, our guests are Ernie and Lucille Bart. Now, Ernie is an Artbeat Studio board member. He has been active in this role since 2005. His contributions to Artbeat Studio have been in program and project development. He's worked intensively on both the Studio Central and Upbeat Artworks projects. He earned a master's degree in educational administration from the University of Manitoba in 2003, and he retired from a career in education in 2011. He's grateful for the opportunity in his current role at Artbeat Studio to work alongside his son, Nigel, and the most creative people he has ever met. And he claims, having raised a family of five amazing boys with his wife, Lucille, as his greatest life accomplishment. Now, Lucille is executive director of Artbeat Studio, a community-based, consumer-initiated and peer-directed program. Lucille holds the BA degree. Lucille co-founded Artbeat as a non-profit charitable organization in 2005 with her, her son Nigel who was diagnosed with schizophrenia at age 19. Nigel has since used various forms of art to deal with the illness and the stigma that surrounds it. Artbeat Studio provides social support, free working art studio and gallery space and mentorship for recovery and empowerment of individuals living with mental illness. Artbeat Studio is committed committed to decreasing stigma and discrimination associated with men, 
mental illness and committed also to reducing poverty through positive action, mental health education and advocacy. Now, over 200 participants completed Art Beats six-month studio residency program and exhibited their work, their artwork, in 21 biannual exhibitions. Now, many of these people continue delivering art programs through Studio Central, which is the Urban Arts Centre project. And Lucille, her attitude is this. She deeply appreciates the therapeutic value of the creative process and restorative potential of art. So welcome to the show, Ernie and Lucille. Thank you, Gordon. Hello. Hello. Now, I'm going to start with Ernie first, please. Please, Ernie, tell us about your personal experiences as, as the father of a family member living with schizophrenia. Ernie? Thanks, Gordon. I uh, really appreciate this opportunity to, uh, how, however challenging that it, uh, that it is for us, um, to introduce uh, Nigel and his illness in the context of our family. Um, we're a traditional, what I would call a traditional family structure, uh, where Lucille stayed at home with the children. Uh, I worked out, completed a degree in education after we were married and taught for some 34 uh, years. We moved around quite a lot. Uh, with an adventurous spirit uh, from the farms to the north uh, of Manitoba to cities, small towns, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the spirit of uh, adventure always. Um, at that time, Nigel was diagnosed in uh, 1994. We already had four other children and uh, 20 years' experience uh, as a family. Um, and this was very telling because it was a time when we all needed to pull together, and we did pull together at that point. Uh, we are a family of musicians, uh, artists, uh, and many people in our extended family and friends show an interest in this area. So, I mean, as such, we were accepting of um, very divergent uh, behaviors, um, ideas, and eccentric and alternative lifestyles um, with a very open family dynamic. Uh, when Nigel was diagnosed, we um, understood that, uh, or we, we we were used to a wide range of, of behaviors. So it was we 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 um, weren't um, shocked by some of the uh, uh, you know the the matters that arose later that were of concern to us. Uh, so that's very much the context uh, that we uh, live and and uh, and. Um, you know, observe the the, uh, the folks that we work with at Arcade Studio uh, then and, and now. Right. Now, uh, uh, Lucille, please tell us about your personal experiences as the mother of a family member living with schizophrenia. Lucille? Yes, thank you, Gordon. Um, so when Nigel was first diagnosed, um, it became a family recovery journey for us. Um, you know, we have this this feeling in our family that if one suffers, we all suffer. And, and I would even extend that to our broader community as well. That's the approach that we take. But, of course, it was a traumatic time, uh, not knowing exactly what was going on and knowing that Nigel was troubled at the time. Um, we found a great need to educate ourselves, um, along with our uh, extended family members and friends because of the great myths and um, you know, misunderstandings around mental illness and um, not even quite sure what was happening with Nigel at the time. We 
we would have conversations about what the causes were and, you know, trying to deal with, you know, blame and all so forth. Um, but the family, uh, even including our extended family, really pulled together at that time, as, uh, as Ernie had mentioned, um, to the point of uh, Nigel was in his first year of university. Uh, he was studying science with the hopes of carrying on in medicine. He was a very strong um, honor roll student at the time. And, uh, you know, Ernie and I would take turns accompanying him to his university classes during that first year uh, just to help with the confusion that he was experiencing and and so on. And uh, fortunately, he didn't uh, lose his first year of studies, which was quite remarkable um, considering what he was experiencing. But, you know, it was uh, the family pulled together at that time of crisis and, and uh, we all started that recovery journey at that time. Right. Now, back to you, Ernie. Mm -hmm. Please tell us about Artbeat Studio and its work with various forms of art. Ernie? Absolutely. Uh, Artbeat Studio is a charitable not-for-profit. Uh, Ten years ago when we started, it was very unique in Manitoba. There was really nothing like it. We, we looked at a couple of programs outside of, uh, outside of Canada and on, on either coast, actually, one in Toronto and one in, um, and one in Vancouver for, for a model. Uh, Nigel had this uh, vision of what um, uh, was required uh, of us, and I'd had considerable experience in writing um, uh, grants, and so, and, and Lucille had a psychology background, so between the two of us, we kind of, uh, you know, took the lead from, from, his, uh, from his vision. But uh, Artbeat Studio is a, is a core program, six months, it's, uh, it's, uh, we call it an artist retreat, where artists work together for are selected nine artists are selected for a six month period. They work together, and uh, they have a uh, an exhibition and they collaborate on a variety of projects. Uh, it breaks down isolation, builds lasting relationships. Um, artists are granted semi private space to practice their own medium, so they might come in as uh, acrylic um, uh, painters or sculptors or weavers or a whole. A uh, variety of, of combinations uh, of those. Uh, there's a common space at Artbeat Studio, including a, um, a pottery and a kitchen and a, and a very comfortable lounge. Um, we have two projects that uh, emanate from Artbeat Studio. One is the Urban Arts Center, uh, and the other is a um, uh, it's a boutique gallery. The Urban Arts Center is. Uh, where the alumni or the people who have gone through the Artbeat process teach, and they teach, uh, you know, printmaking, acrylics, uh, sculpture, uh, weaving, all kinds of fiber arts, uh, photography, and a full a full range of uh, of art mediums to uh, communities. So it's an open art studio. Uh, it's not exclusively for people struggling with uh, their mental health. Right. Uh, now. Earlier, I'm just going to stop you there because it's what yeah. I call the tyranny of time. No worries. <laughs> and I'm going to just pass now to Lucille again. Please, Lucille, tell us about the work of your son, Nigel, as founder and studio facilitator of Artbeat Studio and the role of Artbeat Studio in his recovery. Okay. 
Um, and I'd like to start uh, a little bit uh, with uh, with the history of his recovery journey as well. After Nigel's diagnosis, he wasn't able to carry on a second year of studies, and he worked with me in my pottery studio. And he found it very healing and empowering for him. And when we speak of healing and empowerment, we're speaking of recovery. So he, he after that year, was able to return to university. He completed a degree in fine arts. And then after that, worked in the mental health field and kept meeting people like himself who felt that they could really benefit from having a studio space to do the work that could be helpful to them. And he, he came up with the dream of starting something like Artbeat Studio, which we supported him in. And so, and, and that was, was born from the need for alternative solutions in the, in the mental health world. Um, so he works as our studio facilitator, um, and and his uh, his his wish to help uh, people from all walks of life who who uh, apply to Artbeat Studio, not necessarily um, trained artists at all. Some people are just emerging artists, and so on. And this process, this creative process that helps Nigel and as well as the other individuals that come, um, really improves. Um, self-esteem, Nigel really claimed that his self-esteem and self-confidence were really benefited from being able to throw a, a pot on the pottery wheel one day. If that was all he could accomplish, at least it was something that positive that he was able to do. Um, and it was meaningful work. Having meaningful work is really critical at a time when people's energy is maybe low and their motivation at, at different stages of his illness. Um, sometimes he could he had the capacity to do to engage in, in um, a, a typical uh, type of work for a three-week period and then his health would fail and he couldn't carry that on. So oftentimes you get stuck with, with jobs that may not be very meaningful and it was really critical to, to him and to the people that come into Artbeat now to be able to see their creative process and their art making as a meaningful work. And then the third thing that... Uh, it's been really important to Nigel and to our participants is the community that they develop. It's a nine, it's a nine people per uh, six-month residency, so it's a small group, a small community, but it's really essential in, in helping to break the isolation. So all of those factors together really right. have been important. Now, um, uh, this is the time when we have to take a short break. I, I like to say this is the time where we have to pay the rent. So... <laughs> We're going to do that now. Okay. So this is Dr. Gordon Atherley and my guests are Ernie and Lucille Bart. You're listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio and Voice America's Health and Wellness and Variety Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio and SharingTheBurden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, Please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio and Ernie and Lucille Bart. Our topic is healing and empowerment in schizophrenia through creative endeavor. So now, both of you, Ernie and Lucille, let's talk about what you see, you see, as the most challenging of the challenges faced by individuals living with schizophrenia and faced also by their families and family caregivers. So, Ernie, first with you, please highlight for us what you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by individuals living with schizophrenia. Gordon, I think one of the the most challenging um, aspects uh, for individuals is the one of staying alive and staying healthy. To me, that's uh, primary for for, uh, folks that we um, uh, are in close proximity with. Um, I think second to that is the whole notion of self-image relationship in when so many live in isolation uh, and and looking for opportunities to uh, provide um, inclusion uh, that's that's uh, such a complicated um, and intertwined uh, kind of a notion here but uh, you know things like employment equity access to good education um, often complicated by a history that would include addiction uh, experience with uh, law and corrections and often estrangement, uh, estrangement from families and friends, and so on. There's a um, there, and, and plus, there's a stigma that's imposed by society. Uh, if self stigma wasn't enough, uh, there's that uh, to add to it. So I, I think, you know, there, and and each person is so unique that the cha- they experiences these challenges in a different way, and uh, we read them in a different way. So I, I think those are just a few. Um, that I would offer at this point. Right. Lucille, same, basically the same question, yeah. but it's this way. Please highlight for us what you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by families of individuals living with schizophrenia. Lucille? Okay. Um, and as I as I mentioned earlier, the, you know, Nigel's recovery journey was a family recovery journey, and so it's a, it's a very similar similar problems. Um, the challenges are, are very similar to the individuals. Um, but for the family, uh, social inclusion in the medical care and um, 
you know, getting beyond those privacy laws and so on are, are a real challenge for family members when their when their loved ones may, you know, have have trouble um, with confusion and understanding what's going on, and um, that's a big problem. The social stigma again is is great for the individuals and the family members as well. The myths and the uh, that are kind of perpetuated about uh, mental illness um, through the media is a big problem and um, the lack of accurate information available to general public. I think it, so I'm kind of going to the family members and then to the community uh, at, at large as well. So those are all problems that, that are interfering, I think, with care. Right. Now, back to you, Ernie. Mm-hmm. Please highlight for us what you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by family caregivers of individuals living with schizophrenia. Um, Obviously, family caregivers are members of families, but so very often there is an individual member of the the family, usually, but not entirely always, the the mother, the woman, um, who have this particular role and everybody in the family looks to them for that role. So please tell us about the the most challenging of the challenges faced by those people, the family caregivers. Well, I think one of the first and most challenging aspects is not to lose hope. And uh, I mean, everyone has a different way of uh, generating or rejuvenating their their sense of hope, but it's um, it's something that I, I think uh, caregivers and family members uh, often experience as the as a kind of a languishing hope. Um, I think it, one one um, challenge is that everyone is so unique and different uh, as as persons, and there's a tendency to stereotype all persons experiencing schizophrenia. Uh, as though they were the same, and, and that's called labeling, but they're not the same. And to search for the person who lives alongside this illness is a is sometimes an arduous uh, journey, and it uh, requires some uh, uh, patience and care and, and uh, even the scholarly endeavor just to figure out what's the illness and what's the person. Um, that can be really hard uh, uh, it can be very hard work given uh, uh, many with lived experience self-stigmatize and tend to reject the help uh, even when it's offered in all sincerity and care. So I think those are you know, a couple of the, uh, the great hurdles that uh, families and caregivers have. Now my next question for Lucille is worded similarly but it shifts the focus. That is to say, Lucille, I'd like you please to highlight for us what you see as the most challenging of the challenges faced by individuals living with schizophrenia and their families and family caregivers in getting care and support from mental health care systems. Lucille? Okay. Um, As a family, our, our personal experiences were really quite positive and that was due to three things, and, and um, I would like to start with that. Um, we were fortunate that Nigel had insight into his illness. Um, we were included in his medical care, and we had tremendous community support. And, um, and I think without these things, the challenges are great to the individual and to the caregivers. Um, there's, of course, a lack of um, psychiatrists and quali- qualified medical personnel um, oftentimes, family members are excluded, and that exclusion is a challenge. 
Um, and then there's a lack of choice for alternative community-based services, uh, which is one of the reasons we, we helped Nigel to get Artbeat Studio started. Um, yeah. So I think that's, yeah. Now, I'm going to go back to Ernie just to ask you to say a bit more about something you mentioned. You talked about self-stigmatization. Ernie, what is that? Please, des please describe it to us. Yeah, I, you know, f from um, the uh, experience that we have, so many artists come to, to us at Artbeat Studio and uh, can't call themselves an artist. They don't do that. And, you know, they, you know, through the process of working alongside others who have an interest in the working with, um, with materials and, and uh, tools and so on, uh, they, they slowly come to identify as an artist. And once they um, they're able to do that, then they've you know they've lost that uh, sense that they are a schizophrenic. I mean, uh, and I apologize for using that term on on uh, the radio show because it's a it's a very uh, uh, nasty term. But they give up the, the you know identifying uh, with the illness and begin to identify with the strength that they have, which is uh, art making. Where uh, and I and I use that just because those are the people that we meet are the are the artists. Right. Now, Lucille, I want to go back to something you said. You mentioned privacy laws when you were talking about a challenge. Please say more about that. Please explain what you meant. Well, we just currently in, in uh, Winnipeg, most recently, we've, we've had a couple of situations where individuals had been hospitalized for um, their poor mental health and um, attempted suicides, I guess, and uh, and then had been discharged without notification going to family members. And so because of privacy issues uh, is my understanding. So it's that kind of, uh, you know, lack of um, communication between the, the, the service providers and the family members that can be really detrimental to, you know, to our individuals. Would you go so far as to say that what that is signaling is that the care providers, that is the professionals, the mental health care professionals, yes. uh, don't really always see the family and the family caregiver as members of what is often called the circle of care. I believe that's been the experience of many of uh, many family members that way. Our personal experience has not been that, and we're so fortunate for that and grateful for that. But many people that we meet, um, that is exactly the story that, that they tell us, yes. I mean, I'm pushing you a little bit on this because, because it's a very, very awkward and important issue. It is, But yes. what do you think it is that leads them to say, no, no, we can't tell you, uh, and them being you know, people like I used to be, the doctors, and uh, the person they're talking to being the family, the family caregivers who are caring for this individual and to who are going to take care of this individual in their home. And in that way, forgive me for this politics, are going to be subsidizing the mental health care system. So just in a couple of words, why? <laughs> Well, I I don't know that I don't know that we're uh, yeah. you know we're we're uh, quite uh, I mean people are always wor worried and concerned about uh, being sued or being 
pursued for breach of uh, uh, we have um, uh, laws in in Canada now that uh, are, are very stringent around disclosing information, and I think that's mm-hmm. um, you know that's part of it. Uh, often, though, the you know the the client, the the person who's uh, with languishing health, um, can be um, upset by being uh, brought into the conversation, and and so there needs to be some real tact and diplomacy in, in bringing them on board uh, rather than uh, you know forcing a, an issue. So it's a very complicated dan- yeah. dance, Gordon. Yeah, indeed. Now, once again. Uh, it's time for the break, so we'll take that now. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, and my guests are Ernie and Lucille Bart. You're listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio on Voice America's Health and Wellness and Variety Channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, Please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio and Ernie and Lucille Bart. Our topic is healing and empowerment in schizophrenia through creative endeavor. Now, both of you, let's talk about the ways artistic creative endeavor, as supported by Artbeat Studio, brings mental health healing and empowerment that helps overcome the most challenging of the challenges you've both identified. So starting with you, Ernie, please, first, what do you see um, as the most successful ways mental health healing and empowerment brought about by artistic creative endeavor helps individuals with their challenges. Ernie? Thanks, Gordon. The, the first thing I'd like to say is that uh, we screen the artists who we uh, bring into uh, Artbeat Studio and uh, the, the folks that we um, 
uh, involved in their in the uh, art residency are people who uh, use art as a personal medicine. So they all already, regardless of what technical uh, um, prowess they have in that particular area, they they identify uh, with a um, uh, with kind of the uh, the ther- their therapeutic aspect of making art. Um, and so you know that's something that we want to, you know, make sure that we, that everyone understands. Um, in the past decade, we've had many uh, artists who worked with us uh, go back to school um, in fine arts, social work, teaching, and other uh, professions, as well as many uh, trade-like uh, uh, jobs. Uh, many uh, of the participants have gotten and kept uh, meaningful volunteer roles and employment. Uh, we've had Folks open up their own studios in the um, uh, Winnipeg area and launch careers as artists uh, and alongside of other jobs that are required to sustain their, you know, their, their uh, life as an artist. Uh, we've had people um, join addiction treatment uh, programs where they're able to uh, begin the process of, of healing from their particular addiction um, many folks don't go back to jail, which I think is a very uh, positive uh, uh, aspect. And, and some who, when they come to us, are homeless, uh, find homes. Uh, those are all uh, elements, I believe, of uh, over the past decade that where, where we've seen real, you know, positive growth and reengagement with with society as a, as a result of artists um, going to work on what really is their element, what really you know makes them tick. Right. Lucille, please highlight for us what you see as the most successful ways mental health, healing and empowerment brought always, we're talking about artistic, creative endeavor, how that helps families and individuals living with schizophrenia overcome the most challenging of the challenges we've identified for them. Lucille? Um, The opportunities to explore the creative... uh process is um, a very powerful experience and it's it's positive action. Um, the six-month retreat that we offer uh, individuals helps them to focus on their on themselves um, and on that creative process and so it's like a mindfulness that's um, that's engaged. Um, people are able to establish a structure to their days. Um, there's flexibility that's involved so that they have control of, over their own situations. Um, when we started Artbeat Studio, um, we came across a quote by St. Francis of Assisi that said, a person who, ha- who works with their hands is a laborer. A person who works with their hands and head is a craftsman, and a person who works with their hands, head, and heart is an artist. So it, it, yes. it, it's that holistic approach to uh, to mental health and to the creative process that we that we bring, and I think it has a ripple effect throughout the the um, the relationships that the individual has around them. Yeah, Ernie. Same, basically the same question. Highlight for us most successful ways mental health, healing and empowerment brought by artistic creative endeavor helps family caregivers of individuals living with schizophrenia overcome their challenges. Ernie? Yeah, so, you know, the, the, the recovery of a, an individual with, uh, with uh, languishing mental health is, um, 
you know, it's it's like a garden where it you know needs constant tending by lots of people around uh, the particular uh, person. Um, and we're more about the tending than the starting of that process. Art, artists do come to us with the plan, uh, recovery process, and often they come with caregivers. Uh, sometimes it's a parent, sometimes it's a you know a mental health worker, sometimes it's just a good friend. But they come to us uh, with these um, folks who who are around them, and uh, uh, we get into the conversation as as great a conversation with the people who are supporting the person with. Uh, with lived experience, as we do with the artist uh, themselves, uh, we do offer a, a very wide range of uh, volunteer uh, roles uh, in our um, projects of Artbeat Studio, the Urban Art Center, and the Studio Central. And that relationships that the artists um, uh, initiate at Artbeat Studio have an opportunity to carry forward and grow and blossom in in a whole range of. Uh, um, context beyond Artbeat Studio. We, we certainly have had uh, people who have uh, gotten married as a, as a result of, of meeting each other at Artbeat Studio and have, you know, formed uh, uh, very long and, and um, uh, sustaining friendships over the 10 years that we've, uh, that we've been in uh, um, as, a, as a studio. And I also want to say that there's, uh, there's a great encouragement from the community that's being formed around Art, Artbeat Studio uh, on this uh, arduous journey that uh, is a recovery from, uh, you know, a serious mental illness. And I, and I think that journey includes both the family uh, members and the caregivers, uh, as well as the artist who's uh, with, with lived experience. Now, Lucille, you've already mentioned to us that in your family experience, the mental health system actually worked well for you um but i still you mentioned that some people nevertheless do have problems with the healthcare system so i'd like you to talk about the ways in which uh mental health healing and empowerment brought by artistic creative endeavor helps other families family caregivers and family members overcome whatever challenges they face in getting care and support from the mental health care systems lucille Okay. Well, as as the individuals um, that are associated with us begin to feel better, there's a positive ripple effect uh, throughout their families, throughout even the service, like the medical service providers and the community at large. Um, the creative endeavor is an ex- inexpensive alternative to traditional uh, medical care. And so that can be really helpful Um you know, along the journey for for various people, and we do recognize that it uh, the creative process is is one tool in the recovery toolbox. So we don't disregard all of the other um, initiatives that people require to maintain their their mental health. Um, but it's really important for people to find meaning and purpose uh, in their in their days and um, we our experience has been that through the creative process that's that's a very effective way um, and the community is very important as well so not to be working in isolation um, so so having a, a, a place in a community where people can come together and and do this meaningful work is really important and that can be done by 
any anyone really if we if we can offer those those spaces and those opportunities. Right. Now I'm just going to s- summarize back to you what I'm hearing, and I'll, I'm pro- going to be oversimplifying. But what I'm hearing is that the people, some of them anyway, who come to you and get meaning and purpose, start to feel that they are something. Yes. That is, they have a profession or they have a skill or they have a recognition. And then yes. that spills over into the family as well. Now, am I oversimplifying or is that, first of all, Lucille, what do you think? And then Ernie, is that a sort of optimistic way of looking at the whole power that you, you are evoking in your creative endeavors? Lucille? That's, yeah, that is exactly what it is. We've had, we have... People apply to our program from all walks of life. We've had doctors and teachers and social workers um, on one end of the spectrum to youth who have fallen out of school and not completed um, any activity. So, but but once once uh, people are dealing with a mental illness, it generally impacts their capacity to to work, and so that has the the big fallout of of um, you know earning a living and so on. So. I think you you summarized that exactly right. It's, it's yes. Okay. Uh, any anything about that summary that Lucille and I, uh, Lucille kindly agrees with me over. Anything that you would like to um, requalify or yes. kind of change? Lucille, well, I, I wouldn't change. Uh, yes, I, I wouldn't change uh, anything there. I think that's uh, you know it's not a. Uh, Perhaps it's not an oversimplification, but the, the process is very complex. The, uh, you know, the artists who we encounter then encounter their psychiatrists and their caregivers uh, outside of that, if it's family or, or, or friends, have to um, undertake this, this, uh, this process of communicating with each other and understanding each other. And, you know, that's something that takes a long time. And uh, we, we learned that. We thought we would see... A change that that happened um, very rapidly in individuals, but you know some of the folks we've worked together with for you know ten years, and we slow we see little inklings of of growth, and we see some slide back, and then so there's it's a very long and and a challenging process. It's not a silver bullet. It's not quick fix. It's not a it's not a cure. It's right. part of a, a, a it's part of a healing process. Process is a very good word there. Now, once more, it's time for the break. This is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guests are Ernie and Lucille Bart. You're listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio on Voice America's health and wellness and variety channels, CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio, and sharingtheburden.ca. Please stay with us. We're coming back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. 
If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between, discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Schizophrenia Community Radio with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments you'd like to share with him, please send them by email to docg at familycaregiversunite.org. That's doc, letter G, at familycaregiversunite.org. Now back to Schizophrenia Community Radio. Welcome back to our listeners to Schizophrenia Community Radio and Ernie and Lucille Bart. Our topic is healing and empowerment in schizophrenia through creative endeavor. So let's talk about what more you both would like to do and what you would like to see done to promote artistic creative endeavor. Ernie, first, what more would you like to do to create, uh, to promote a creative artistic endeavor? I think, I think there's a, uh, you know, a need to start a, a, a conversation uh, with, uh, with parents and uh, uh, children in, in the um, uh, early years in the school system and in the secondary at the secondary level, and then promote it on beyond uh, beyond that in the education system. I think that's very important, given what we know about the long term um, process that recovery is. Uh, early diagnosis is always better than you know having um, you know experience that puts one out on the street, uh, and then there you know all of the complications that come along with that. So. I think I think um, you know starting early is is very important, and having the the uh, expertise and the and the resources in place in schools, uh, second uh, primary and secondary schools for that to happen. I think more funding for uh, non-stigmatizing community-based projects is very important. There are many projects, uh, you know, that that uh, support people with uh, poor mental health. That um, you know, people have come to recognize as a uh, as a, uh, a stigmatizing um, program, and we need to change those. We need to change them in a way that that they're no longer uh, uh, stigmatizing other people who who uh, participate in those programs. I don't mean to be um, critical, but there are programs uh, that are uh, that need change. Uh, recovery is a currently a, is a movement now. Yes. We need to to uh, uh, shift up 
to the next level and become a uh, you know a policy making uh, and a policy you know or, or something that affects policy at the uh, at the government level. Ernie, I'm going to stop you there because it's the tyranny of time once more because I want to ask exactly the same question to Lucille. What more would you like to see done and by whom to promote artistic creative endeavor? Well, I would like to see um, the individuals empowered to, to choose alternatives uh, individuals who are living uh, uh, with lived experience of mental illness to be able to choose alternatives and to have an active role in their care um, and have opportunities to do their creative to to um, to do the creative process. Um, it'd be great if we had more peer-led and uh, peer-directed opportunities for individuals. Um, we find the creative process is a very powerful thing. And at Artbeat Studio, we offer uh, public tours one afternoon a week. Um, people love to come and see where art, where the artists are doing, making their work. And sometimes they're intrigued by the mental health uh, link that we have here. But when they, when the, when the public comes to visit us, the mental health. Um, issues, the challenges are just um, not even a consideration. It's it's the focus is on the positive aspects of the of the art making, and um, we've we one of the criteria to be accepted into the residency program at Artbeat is that you have a mental illness, schizophrenia, or a variety of others, um, and we have actually people applying to our program who say they don't have a mental illness yet, but they just see this would be a great community and space to come and work. What, wonderful. So, <laughs> now, so once more, I'm going to have to be uh, the bully and uh, interrupt because I've got a couple of more questions. Now, very quickly, the Schizophrenia Society of Canada is the organization which this radio show, Schizophrenia Community Radio, belongs to. So, Ernie, my question to you is, what more would you like to see done by the Schizophrenia Society of Canada to promote artistic, creative endeavor. Ernie? Well, uh, we have a great champion in uh, Chris Somerville here from Manitoba. And uh, Chris uh, works very closely with the Mental Health Commission of Canada. And he's, uh, you know, involved in so many uh, projects, both nationally and locally, that uh, uh, we're highly supportive of. And, and he's uh, likewise supportive of what, what it is that we endeavor to do. Uh, I think that... Um, the Schizophrenia Society of Canada is in a position to um, be a, a very strong voice for change at, at the policy level in and across Canada and um, impact and affect uh, programs that uh, um, make uh, recovery the, uh, the model that, uh, that we, ad we adopt. And, uh, and, and that takes a, a political will that challenges some of the medical training that, that uh, doctors get and, and lawyers and, and all the professionals who uh, are involved in that process. Right. Now, Lucille, what more would you like to see done by Schizophrenia Community Radio? Um, that's who you're talking through and with right at this moment. What more could Schizophrenia Community Radio do to promote artistic creative endeavor? Lucille? 
Well, the media we know has a significant impact uh, in defeating stigma, um, as um, do the arts. The arts are a powerful resource to affect personal and interpersonal and social change and attitude. So I think together through um, through this broadcast, um, barriers are being broken, and we're very grateful for this opportunity to share our story. That's very nice. Now, we are coming to the end. Time always runs out. So I'm going to start by saying, first of all, thank you to Ernie and Lucille for sharing with us your experiences, your insights, and your opinions. And I'm also going to say all success to you in your creative endeavor. That is, you are being creative in what you do, which is urgently needed. The understanding of what you're doing needs to be uh, wider spread. And the recognition that creative endeavor in the way that you you have developed it and the way your artists um, use it or work within it is an important step forward in that long process that Ernie was describing um, of recovery from illnesses, serious illnesses, specifically schizophrenia and others as well, I think. I want to say thank you to our listeners and for comments or to ask questions, here's the email address to use, docg at familycaregiversunite.org. And Dear listeners, please join us for our next episode, which is How Tammy and Sherry Create Hope for People Living with Schizophrenia. Talk to you then. Thank you again for joining us for Schizophrenia Community Radio with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley. Please tune in again every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Thank you for supporting Schizophrenia Community Radio. We hope you too have gained strength. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 